hello, humble yoke. Welcome back for another episode. Today we're going to continue our walk through Proverbs. We are in chapter one. If you are new here, we have covered up through verse 12, and today we're going to pick up at 13 and conclude at 15. If you want, go ahead and grab a Bible, whether it is electronic or physical. If you're not able to do so, I strongly encourage you to pick up your Bible when you're able and you study it for yourself. Always do your own research. What you get in your time with the Bible is not going to be the same thing I get with my time in the Bible. And that is the really cool, majestic thing about reading scripture. So if you are new here, welcome again. I'm so glad to have you. And I really encourage you to take time and familiarize yourself with your Bible. And if you don't have one, go grab one. There are so many different versions these days, and I really encourage the NIV. I think it's great to begin your Bible study. Um, It is a really good translation. Um, There's a high level of accuracy. Um, And yeah, I, I really, really prefer using that for my study. And that's exactly the version I'm using to go through uh, Proverbs with you right now. So without further ado, we're going to get started. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 13 through 15. Okay, guys, we have covered um, verses 1 through 12 so far in the first chapter of Proverbs. There is a lot of meat here, so it's going to take us a while to get through this, but that's okay. It is extremely important that we align ourselves with truth and we learn how to walk through this life in a more wise, careful way. Solomon is still providing this warning of being careful to stay with the foundation that we have and remember what we've been taught and to be very careful about the company we keep and the people that we surround ourselves with to filter them. Um, we started right in, um, the, the verse 10 area, um, of saying, you know, be careful that sinful men walk among you and they'll entice you. They'll encourage you to come along with them. So that way you can have all the riches that they have. But in fact, it is not riches. The language they're using here is the same language of, Let's bring them down to like the the pits of death. It's the same type of pit that Joseph was in. It's it's a a pit of doom. It is um it's where where death is. It, it's like a dungeon. And they're saying, let's consume these people just like the pits of death do. And what it is is sin is so self-serving. Sin is the the aim of um, self-indulgence without careful thought and just acting on impulse. And what we're seeing here is that they're like, let's just have our cheap fun. Come along with us and, and we'll have everything. Let's just ambush some, some harmless soul and we'll just swallow them alive. And, and it's just about the perverse things of sin. Let's behave in this fashion. Let's, let's just consume. And, you know, like I said, I encourage you to get in your Bible, but sit with these verses, let it wash over you and just feel that, that uncomfortable, uneasy feeling that you're getting from that. 
Now, one tool I'm using for research is the BibleSays.com. And they say, um, talking about um, this area of um, verse 12, let's swallow them alive like the grave and whole like those who go down to the pit. Their plan is to ambush the innocent without cause. Their intent is to swallow the innocent alive, even whole, and they will go down to this pit. I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this, but Sheol is the place of the dead. So depending on the context of what you're reading, it could mean the afterlife or the grave. Just as death completely consumes a person, robbing them of all life and livelihood, so these sinners intend to consume their prey. Now, sit on that. We also know that in in 1 Peter, I believe it is, and I can totally fact check this, the enemy prowls around like a lion looking for a soul to steal. It's that same type of consumption. It's whatever trip we can put in there that sends you to this life that you don't come back from or this life that you you go to and it's just a life of shame and that's exactly what the enemy does he entices you to this cheap fun and you just live this life of shame or you make very very big mistakes so we're going to pick up in verse 13 all right and then we're going to conclude in verse 15 all right verse 13 We will get all sorts of valuable things and fill our houses with plunder. Cast lots with us. We will all share the loot. My son, do not go along with them. Do not set foot on their paths. So we're called to see this sin for what it really is. Point blank. Let's see it for what it really is. They have nothing that is more abundant than the gifts and the riches that we get from being children of God and walking in that light. And he warns, my son, do not go along with them. Do not set foot on their paths. They have a very, very different path. They say um, that phrase, the road to hell was paved on good intentions. (laughs) So yeah, um, You may have good intentions for going along with these people, you know, whatever your situation is, you, you can understand how that might be justified. It's not enough to just have good intentions, but it's all about the way we're constructing our life. I also saw this thing the other day that the, the road to hell is like a highway, but it's only a narrow staircase to heaven think about that for a minute. It is a one-way staircase. It is a one-way staircase. I've often heard, I've never been, but I've often heard that the staircase into the Statue of Liberty is so super narrow. Now, I don't know that to be true, and I have not even researched that. However, I want you to think about this staircase to heaven in that fashion. It is very narrow, and not everybody has the chance to walk up that staircase. That's the thing. You think about how big the road to hell is going to be and how small the staircase to heaven is. Our goal while being on this earth is to see heaven be crowded, to see all these people get it right and go to heaven. Now, 
that comes along with being careful with the company we keep, but also ministering to those who might be lost. There's a very big difference between people who are consumed in evil and those who just accidentally found themselves there. One bad decision, one mistake, one lonely moment, one one piece of time that was hard. <laughs> There's so much vying for our souls and it's our job to redirect the people that have fallen prey to all of these sinners. Again, in this, um, this study tool that I have in front of me, they say the appeal from sinners is a promise of togetherness, okay? Think about loneliness. You just want the right company. You want someone to fill that void, but you know that void was never meant to be filled with humans. It begins with an invitation to join. Come with us and throw your lot with us. The robbers then promise they will share one purse. To be wise requires seeing reality as it is. And it is clear this invitation has appeal. There is an opportunity to join a group, to belong. Throw in your lot with us. We shall have all in one purse. That's always the appeal. There's also promise of wealth. In this case, the promise of easy gain by taking from others. It is important to recognize the appeal of the offer in order to urge avoiding it. This appeal to be together and to share one purse sounds like a lot of uh, fun, and it's a famous description of the early church in Acts 2. The sinners are trying to entice youth to a perverse way. Now, and in, in this, what I just read to you is from thebiblesays.com. What we were taught in the beginning of this is that this is teaching the young to be wise and the wise to be further trained and, and to gain in teaching. Who Solomon was talking to was someone who would be their, be his pupil, and, and he's urging them, you know, don't live your life this way. These are the things to look out for when you're young. When you're young, you're impressionable, and there are certain pressures that weigh on different sexes. Men have their pressures, women have their pressures, and it all comes down to this wanting to belong to something, wanting to be part of something. And for girls, you're very impressionable because you're like, am I good enough? Am I pretty enough? And, and what have you? And men, am I manly enough? Am I doing the things that men do? You know, we have all faced those pressures and we have all made our mistakes and we have all been swallowed up by that. However, when we get older, we learn from those mistakes and we try to live our life on the path of the Lord rather than the path of the sinner. But it's still part of us. Once we've gotten our taste of that, the taste of lust, the taste of greed, the taste of self-fulfillment, it's hard to shake that taste. It's almost like an alcoholic who can't go into a liquor store because of course they're going to buy something. It's almost exactly like that. That sin never leaves us. We have that muscle memory in us. We, we have the tendency to stray that way. That's what we knew. That's what was comfortable. And that's what filled that void. However, when we choose to walk this path with the Lord, we have to turn away from all that. We have to repent or change our mind. We have to fix our minds on what's true and what's lovely and what's holy. 
Sometimes when you're having a bad day or it's a bad season of life, it's easy to go back to your old ways. It's easy to maybe shoplift to make a few dollars or it's easy to just take from another person. However, what does that do to our soul? The enemy gets to play the shame game. He, he gets to make you feel like you're dirty or unclean. A husband or wife might be lonely in their marriage because of work hours and raising kids and all the strains of parenthood and adulting. And then one bad decision ruins everything. Families are destroyed and children are damaged and then they're doomed to repeat the cycle. It's hard. Life is hard. God never said it was going to be easy. And he, he never said that he was going to deliver us in the way our human minds believe he will. He's not going to save us from making that bad decision, but he's never going to get us too far gone to temptation. He will let the enemy go so far and then he's going to sweep in and it's going to be a beautiful rescue story. Guys, just because you make a mistake doesn't mean that there's not a chance for redemption. That's not at all what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that sin creeps in like a, a thief. And, and you're in the midst of it. You're in its grip before you even realize it. And that's why we have to be sober-minded as we navigate each day. And we begin our day with truth. And truth sets our palate we, we taste good. We don't taste evil. And we know how to filter our decisions. And we know how to look for those traps that the enemy lays. We want to live our lives being shame-free, to be blameless. When we're walking in the way of the Lord, we are blameless. We are making sound decisions. But we do also know that if we mess up, we are not too far gone. Jesus was washed clean, and that meant we were washed clean. If we are children of God, we are also in that family and we are also washed clean. I encourage you, pick up your Bible, start living your life on purpose. Know what your purpose is. Know where you want to spend eternity. We're on this earth for only just a fraction of time and we are such a tiny little blip in existence. I strongly encourage you, align yourself with wisdom and be intentional to live the rest of your days in that way. And then we also have the call as believers to tell everyone else about it. That is the only calling we have being on earth is to be fishers of men and spread the good news. So that way everybody knows the truth and the gift of Jesus Christ's sacrifice. I mean, it's a mouthful, but once you tell someone that and you see the lights turn on, it's everything. I don't want the cost of sin to be on your life. That's death. That's burning in the fiery pits of hell and being so thirsty you can't stand it. You don't get an opportunity to just fall asleep forever. There is something on the other side. And are you going to climb up that narrow staircase or are you going to drive at maximum speed on that road to hell? Now, I'm not trying to be doom and gloom, but there is a cost with all of our actions. And it's important that we, we get serious about this business of life. Like Crystal Evans Hurst says, this is not a dress rehearsal. This is our one chance. 
I wanted to go over the book of Proverbs with you because it's the book of wisdom. The world is crazy and upside down right now and everyone is quote unquote creating their own truth. And you may have a truth dialogue of your current season. However, that's a lowercase t. Capital T truth is what God laid out. It's his truth. It's the sacrifice of Jesus. Can you even imagine giving up your own child to save a bunch of people who don't deserve it? That's us. We don't deserve it. We don't deserve anything. But he loved us enough to do it. And it's our job and we get chance after chance to get it right. It's our job to be wise and go through this life, not as Calamity Jane, but the person who dusts the the vases on the counter or the person that wipes down the windows or the person that lays out the pretty little doily on the plate and serves scones and tea like that that's who we're supposed to be and and it's not hard being a human is hard but it's not hard to remember who's in charge when we're whipped up with worry and we are whipped up with angst it's because we have stepped foot in holy realms that we're not supposed to be in That's where we put the Lord. He's the one that settles the score. He's the one that bears the weight. It's the whole idea of humble yoke. Let's, let's, you know, put on this light burden and let God show us how to walk through it. If we allow him to teach us and allow him to carry the weight, he can make our paths straight. He can give us rest. He can give us a holy rest, which is far beyond like a Sunday afternoon where you don't feel drained. It's a holy rest for our souls. So we can remain in a place of joy and we can put light out in the world. Grab a Bible, do your study. I hope this encourages you. Have a good day.